0: If you'd like to open your Bibles, I'm going to read from Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22 to 25. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. We are ten days into the new year. And this is a new year with uncharted territory. It'll be interesting to see what God has for each one of us. We do not know what God has in store, but we know that we can keep our lives in Jesus' hands. Regardless of any outward circumstances, you can thank God you have his peace. When we are in God's will, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. There could be some here that are ill or afflicted. I heard some um, requests in the prayer room and um, people needing healing and people needing prayer. So tonight we have the opportunity at the end of the service to pray or be prayed for with for sick and afflicted. For anyone who are sick tonight, keep your prayers going up and don't hesitate to get prayed for. I, I've hesitated before, but that's not the way to go about it. You need to go up no matter how many times it takes. A couple of Sundays ago, Brother Dave preached about the woman who was bent over, and when Jesus prayed for her, she was healed. We want that healing touch. We all like it when God answers prayers quickly like that. Haven't we all heard testimonies of those who have received that type of blessing? It thrills our souls. I would like to share a story about my firstborn. When she was born, she was born with tear ducts that were blocked. And every morning we had to go in with a washcloth and clean her eyes out. And some days when we'd go in there, her eyes were completely glued shut. And it hurt us. It was our first baby, and you don't want anything wrong with them. And the doctor had told us that if by the age of six months that it hadn't cleared up itself, they were going to have to do a procedure. And, of course, that's the last thing I wanted to happen. So anyway, one night I was in the church um, on a Sunday night, and my mom came to me, and she said, how would you like me to watch Lisa so you could pray? And I said, oh, I would love that. So I went down to pray, and I can't say that I was praying about her, but when I got up, when I got back to my mom, she said, Dee, I want you to know that I took Lisa up to be prayed for, for her eyes. That just, that was a good mama. That was a really good mama. We had hoped that time would solve the problem, but it didn't. So I'm so glad that God took care of it. We took her home, put her to bed. The next morning, Bob went in to get her up. Her eyes were totally clear. From that day forward, no problem whatsoever. God wants to hear and answer your prayers tonight, too. From... We shouldn't be surprised when something like that happens. We're amazed at God's timing. It was just we were going to either take her in shortly after that prayer, but it didn't happen. If you need a touch, remember he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't forget that. I can't forget that. I think of it all the time. Some years ago, I was sick with a very serious disease. And I was told that there was a good chance that I wouldn't make it. And many things had to be done to me to keep me alive. And I, I was, I was expecting a miracle, but not knowing what, how God was going to do it. And, um, they had told me that my chances of recovery were almost impossible. Walking into the doctor's office, two ladies seated at the reception desk uh, saw me. Oh, I I skipped something here. I had an MRI. And after I had that, and it was after I had been prayed for so many times, and um, the last time I was prayed for, I had an appointment the next day for an MRI. And I went in for that, and they took it. But, of course, they can't tell you anything. The doctor has to tell you. And about a week later, I walked into the doctor's office, and the two, two of the receptionists looked at me, and they go, You're alive! I said, Yes. God had different plans for me. Oh, I thank God for that. Life has been good. There's been many wonderful things happen. In this case, I was not immediately healed like the woman that Brother Dave preached about. But don't give up. God is on his throne. God wants to heal. He wants to save, sanctify, fill with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, time is a very precious commodity, and once it is gone, it can't be reclaimed. The apostle Paul said that we need to redeem the time. We should be have interest in using our time wisely. Last Sunday we heard brother John preach about this very subject. Prior to Sunday we heard brother John preach that I'm sorry I doubled my notes here. And it, um I had planned to preach about healing, and um, includes some remarks about the Lord's coming in this message. We often hear sermons on the coming of the Lord. The closer and closer we come to the coming of the Lord, we want to make sure that all people are prepared to make heaven their home. Many people like to plan a trip, and as it gets closer, the anticipation increases, That is how we should feel about Jesus coming back to claim his own. I want to be ready. I know everyone here. If you are, if you're walking with Jesus, you want to be ready. Considering the Lord's coming in first John chapter three, verse three, we read, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The children of Israel leaving Egypt and crossing the Red Sea was a big, big thing. What a mighty miracle. When Jesus talked about his coming, he said the conditions would be like the days of Noah and Sodom. The world was filled with violence and perversion. These are the things we hear of every day now. And when Brother John preached, I mean, there's nothing left. There's nothing left to wait for except God's return. I pray every day that the Lord will return, but I want my family saved. I want them ready for heaven. And I'm sure you have people that you pray for that you don't want them to miss the rapture. In both of those places, another sign was there. People seemingly had no concern about what was to become of their eternal souls. They were to buy, excuse me, they were so with the affairs of this life and see it like that today. Jesus said that when we see these signs, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. God's word tells us that we should be diligent, that we be made found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Our Lord issued many cautions and warnings concerning his second coming. Oh, how close we may need to be listening to God's call and his voice when the Son of God speaks. In Mark chapter 13, verse 37, Jesus said concerning his coming and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. We need to be watching all the time. These words apply to everyone, including all of us. You might wonder why the Lord kept emphasizing to be watchful and to be ready He knew the heart of man, and he also had the foreknowledge to know that many could slip away and not be ready. At the end of Hebrews 9.28, it says, And unto them that look for him shall without sin unto salvation. May God give us that faith that can claim any answers that we need in our lives tonight. We hear that today is the day of salvation, but let today be the day of anything we need from him. We we need many different things. We know that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I see you young people diligently seek him. It thrills my soul. It just... I can't tell you how much when I watch all of you pray and how earnest you are. God has a plan for your life and we, we don't know always what that plan will be, but I'd like to tell you about the call that God gave me. I, uh, went to church one Sunday night and I was sitting in the, in the big church. And I kept not literally hearing, but these words were kept coming into my mind, and it says, "What will you do when Brother Daryl asks you to preach on a Tuesday night?" and i thought this "This is the enemy trying to stir me up." but it wouldn't stop it he, he It kept saying, "What are you going to do?" when Brother Daryl asks you to preach on a Tuesday night. So I told the Lord, I said, okay, Lord. I, I first thought my heart was beating so fast, so I thought, well, maybe he wanted me to testify. But I had just testified the week before, and so I thought, it can't be that. It could have been, but I, I didn't feel like it. And um, so I... Went down to pray and I thought, surely God will give me a witness of something. I went down there and it was like a blank wall. I couldn't, I could hardly pray. I just, I just kept saying, Lord, please help me. Please help me. I don't understand what this is all about. So afterwards, when I was through praying, I got up and Bob came back and he, Said, let's go. And as we're walking out the door, he says, Oh, D. Oh, D. I said, stop, stop. Don't say anything. I have to sit down. So we got in the car first and he said, when I was praying, brother Daryl came to me and said, what do you think of Deanna preaching? And Bob said, well, I think you better ask her. And, it didn't happen that night, but boy, I knew what I heard was from the Lord. And no matter what the call is on your life, God will make it so real. And it doesn't have to be preaching. Maybe you have a call for something else. Maybe you'll be a missionary someday. You know, some of us missionaries are getting pretty old. And uh we need some people to have that desire to win souls. And I know you do. when Just wherever you are, you have that desire. But keep keep trusting God to lead you and guide you. As we draw this meeting to a close, I would like to quote the last line of our text. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him. We have that promise. That's our promise tonight. Let us come out and pray. The song is 119.